ഹമദുല്ല <laughs> أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دروشي بالله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home in our durus sessions in relation to the khilafat of sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an we have been covering how the different communities had settled in madinatul munawwara prior to the coming of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with aws and khazraj the two local tribes of madinatul munawwara another powerful community was the jewish community that had settled there from many many generations awaiting for the coming of khatamun nabiyyin the last prophet as mentioned in Torah in their scriptures Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam knew straight away without wasting time he knew that in Medina life was not going to be easy the past experience of the previous prophets with Banu Israil they were not to spare nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam in any way rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam immediately came to an agreement with them the first thing was a pact was written with all the jewish tribes and some of the points were discussed in the last session rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam had said to them that none will become an ally of any foreign army outside madinatul munawwara rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them none will take up arms against each other rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them none will conspire against each other these are just some of the points uh, more points were mentioned in the last session Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam knew the difficulty revelation wahi came to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam describing their attitude with the previous prophets allah says in the quran the very verse in front of me la'ina alladhina kafaru min bani israil ala lisan dawud wa isa ibn maryam dhalika bima asaw wa kanu ya'tadun on the tongue 
of Dawood alayhi salam and also the tongue of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam the disbelievers in the tribe of Banu Israel were cursed by many many prophets including Dawood alayhi salam and Isa alayhi salatu wasalam why? ذَلِكَ بِمَا عَصَوْ these were people who had transgressed وَكَانُوا يَعْتَدُونَ يَعْتَدُونَ in Urdu حَدْ سَي زِيَادَ تَجَاوُزْ كَرْنِ وَالَا حَدْ سَي زِيَادَ تَجَاوُزْ كَرْنِ وَالَا they had no limits they exceeded all limits for them there was no border no boundary they would cross anything that was in front even if it meant Al-Iyazu Billah to assassinate or to kill Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam it was not difficult for that community so Allah clearly has mentioned ذَلِكَ بِمَا عَصَوْ وَكَانُوا يَعْتَدُونَ these were people who had transgressed all limits so Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was well aware after the agreement and all the signatories that were there in that pact Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam made sure that on behalf of all the Muslims none was to violate any condition agreed with the Jewish community as for the Jewish community it was going to be very very difficult to uphold any promised covenant their natural disposition unki tabiyati asisi treachery, betrayal breaching covenants was part of their nature so it was going to be a difficult task for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Slowly when they saw Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam's authority in Madinatul Munawwara, he is the king of Madinatul Munawwara, the king of all kings. Rahmatul lil alameen sallallahu alayhi wasallam. All the different tribes coming to him and accepting iman on the hands of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was a difficult pill to swallow for the Jewish community. <coughs> now they started their very old habits, which was to sow the seeds of discord and disharmony, to divide and rule, to divide and rule. An old Jewish man, an enemy of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whose name was Shas bin Qais, Shas bin an old man for the Jewish community he was a respectable man a wise man he studied the Muslims and was working very carefully how to put a stop at the spreading of Islam he came up with an idea he noticed that the battle of Bu'ath the battle that was fought between the Aus and Khazraj for generations the local Madinis tribes before embracing Islam it was Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that united the two tribes and they reconciled but for generations they were fighting some have said for a hundred years they were in a constant battle Aus and Khazraj Aus and Khazraj one would kill from Aus the other would kill from Khazraj and this pattern just continued until the coming of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam this man Shas bin Qais an old man what could he do a clever move what he did was he hired a youth a young man who was uh, 
an intelligent person who knew the Arabic language and also poetry. Some of the poetry couplets that were composed when Aus was fighting Khazraj. So he said that when you see the youth of Aus sitting, go to them in the midst of them and remind them of the bravery of their forefathers, how the fathers of Aus fought Khazraj. <coughs> and then once that subject is covered with the Aus tribe, then look at the youth of Khazraj because young people tend to get angry very quickly. Someone was crying and we, both the boys came and I said, what happened? He said, oh Mawli Sahib, he swore at my mother. He swore at my mother. So he swore at your mother, so And so the youth tend to get angry very, very quickly. That is why Nabuwat is given to a Nabi at the age of at the age of 40. You're a wise man at that age. And a Muslim needs to control everything. That is why Hakim Luqman was given the title of Hakim. He was a wise man, a Hakim. He was a Hakim. And Quran makes you Hakim. Yaseen wal Quran al Hakim. When you know the Quran, you become Hakim. And so the plan was in place working. So this young man saw a group of Aus youth sitting. And he says, oh how can you forget your forefathers? I remember the days. Remember your father assassinated that person, his father, that tribe. And remember the poetry, Shairi. And he said, this is what he read, this is what they were reading, this is what the, 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 the words were being chanted at that time. And the youth said, oh yes, my father was a strong man, my father was this, my father was this. Now the conversation started, he slipped out slowly, he saw the Khazraj there. And he said to the Khazraj, come, come, come quickly, look at us, bragging and saying that their forefathers are much stronger than your forefathers. Quickly, quickly come in here. Now the youth of Khazraj come and they say, huh? Wait, hamare forefathers ki bhi? And now the youth of Aus and Khazraj, once united by Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stand up, an argument takes place and they were about to clash with each other. Until very quickly the elders came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came and said to them that Aus and Khazraj, you advance to pre-Islamic arguments even whilst Muhammad Mustafa is in the midst of you? That I am alive and this is your condition? And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's great mu'jiza was sila rahmi to bond everyone as one. To bond everyone as one. One body. Bas. And he said, you are from Aus, you are from Khazraj, your Allah is one. And that your Quran is one, and your Nabi is one. And you now speak about the system of Jahiliyyah, whilst Muhammad Mustafa is there. Quickly the companions understood. They stood up and they embraced each other. And they knew that this was a plot hatched by the enemies, the kuffar, ahl yahud But this is just one example that any given opportunity, divide and rule, done by the Jewish people, practiced in Madinatul Munawwara, just picture how difficult it was for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar. At any opportunity, 
the people were there to break the Muslims. And this is what is happening in Iraq. Yeah. What is happening in Iraq? Sunni, Shia, Sunni, Shia. Sunnis go and wipe out Shias and then Shias come and wipe out Sunnis. And Wallahu alam, we don't even know who the real perpetrators are. Wallahu alam, you know, politics is very difficult to understand. Very difficult to understand. We really don't know what is happening. But from the face of it, what we understand is that internal conflict, Sunni and Shia, Sunni and Shia, that's it. وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيِّ الْعَزِيمِ Khair, what we need to understand to kill any civilian, any innocent person, it is haram. Be it a Shia, be it a Christian, be it a Jew, be it a Hindu. These are not the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A human being, his life is sacred. His life is sacred. He is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our aim must be to inculcate in them the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Amara kaam kya hai? Ta'muruna bil ma'aruf wa tanhauna anil munkar. That is our duty. So the, the, the Jewish community tried their very best. But every opportunity, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was patching everything up. Another policy they had adopted, which is also mentioned in the Quran, just to put you in the picture how difficult it was for Anbiya alayhi wasallam. Again, a shura. Jewish community said, what do we do? They came up with another policy. And that was that groups of people were to embrace Islam in the morning and by the night to defect from Islam. So 20 of them would go to Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and all of them would say, with the Ansar there, Muhajireen, that La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah We take you to be the Nabi of Allah We will worship only We, we will only worship Allah And you are the, the Nabi of Allah They become Muslims Allah says وَقَالَتْ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ آمِنُوا بِالَّذِي أُنزِلَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَجْهَ النَّهَارِ In the morning وَكْفُرُوا آخِرًا But in the evening they would defect And they would apostate from this deen And this continued In order to create instability in the Muslim community. To create doubts. To create doubt. So you had the tribes that were coming in Masjid Nabwi looking at the character of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanting to become Muslim. All of a sudden they would say, hey, 15 people defecting, 20 people defecting, 25 people turning away from Rasulullah. There must be something wrong. If one goes, understandable. Two goes, but in one gathering, all 20 are gone. So these were the people who were hypocrites. Who were the hypocrites. So it was extremely difficult for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the muhajireen and the ansar. And the reason why I, I want to expound and open up, so that we have a clear understanding why there was a need for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to banish and throw out from the beautiful land of Madinatul Munawwara some communities. Jilawatan karne ki zarurat kyupari. So we understand clearly the reasons. We need to understand the nature and how these people were. It was extremely difficult for Rasulullah. 
Rasulullah came on the first day giving everybody an opportunity that all have a right to live in Madinatul Munawwara. All can have that freedom of religion. You can practice what you want. If you are a Jew, you will worship freely in your synagogue. If you are a Muslim, free entry in the masjid. No hindrance, no force, no compulsion. But unfortunately with their nature, this was something very, very difficult. When we study the different tribes in Madinatul Munawwara, Banu Qaynuqa was the most powerful. These were people, Jewish people, who had taken up the main posts, uh, goldsmithery, blacksmiths. And that is why it is said in Madinatul Munawwara, if anyone who had weapons of mass destruction, it was the Jewish tribe of Banu Qaynuqa, because they were blacksmiths. So at that time, and these were people who did not even want to integrate. So they lived in the outskirts of Medina in their mansions, in their palaces, in their forts. And they had their own bazaar, they had their own shopping center. If you wanted anything, you come to us, we don't come to you. This was the system in Madinatul Munawwara. And because they were blacksmiths, they, they were advanced in technology, they had the best weapons. Best weapons. And now systematically a new system put in place uh, to slowly breach the covenant, the agreement with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Slowly starting to taunt Muslims, jeering Muslims. And when they see Muslim women, they would want to make life very difficult for the Muslim women to even pass by. And with the hypocrites, it was also the Ahl Yahud, when they would see Muslim women, they would pick up pebbles, stones, and throw it at Muslim women. And this is mentioned in Surah Al-Ahzab also. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if these people don't stop from their evil acts of pelting Muslim women and those who have a sickness in their hearts, وَالْمُرْجِفُونَ and Murjifun means Ajib, these people were. They would scare, scare, they were, they would scare the women of Madinatul Munawwara when a Muslim army would advance out of Madinatul Munawwara and rumors would spread. They would spread the rumors that the Muslim army has been defeated and the majority of them have become shaheed. Scaremongering. So Allah says, Walmurjifuna fil Madina. These are the people who are the murjif, scaremongering in the city of Medina that the Muslims have been defeated. Allah is saying, If they don't stop, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give Muslims the full authority over them and they will no longer have a place in Medina to Munawwara. So this again was a pre-warning. A pre-warning to them. Warning them. I don't know, a text was sent to me and burqa or scarf is, has been banned in, 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 in Holland. Wallahu uh, alam, I'm not quite sure, but a text was sent to me. Anything happens, a lot of things are sent to me. So this was the case in Madinatul Munawwara. So anybody who was identified as a Muslim, they would start to also throw. Even the slave women. Subhanallah. And so... 700 warriors from Banu Qaynuqa, Jewish people, were prepared. And they were at the verge of breaking that 
covenant with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in order to stop them Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam as the merciful one calm and composed went to them and said to them look this is not something that you had agreed with the Muslims don't trouble Muslim women or Muslims you have your access freedom we must have our access and freedom but they were not to listen at that they responded to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying in that very arrogant way they said that look don't take us to be the Qurayshi Meccans that you have defeated in Badr, the battle of Badr the Muslims had crushed the people from Makkah, the Qurayshi people so they are saying don't take us to be the Qurayshi people of Makkah just because the Muslim army defeated the Qurayshi people that does not mean that you will defeat us these people were inexperienced in military warfare we are more experienced we have weapons you don't have weapons we have weapons we make weapons Allahu Akbar when, when they said that to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah responded to them subhanallah to bolo bhai Allah so gay Allah responded to them and this verse was revealed Say to them, O Muhammad, those who are being braggadacious, kuffar, they will defeat the Muslims? That is impossible. Allah is saying that very soon it will be the Muslims defeating them if they don't watch their step. Again, this ayat is a pre-warning to them. And Allah is saying, and if they don't turn to the teachings of Rasulullah, they will all be gathered in the fire of Jahannam. And what a place it is to be in Jahannam. And Allah is saying, Is there not a sign for them in the two armies that met? One was the Muslim army, one was the Kuffar, the Qurayshi people. Both met and they saw with their eyes, Allah is saying, Ra'yal Ain, they saw with their eyes that the kuffar were much greater in numbers than the Muslims. But yet they were defeated. Badr me kitne the? Teen so? Tera. Three hundred and thirteen only. Allahu Akbar. And the kuffar were double in number. And even more in fact. Allah is saying, Wallahu yu ayyidu bi nasrihi man yasha. Allah can assist whom he wills. Allah can assist whom he wills. So don't say words of arrogance in front of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When this verse was revealed, you had two factions, the Munafiqeen and the Jewish people. Eventually they also adopted that policy of being hypocrites. But the hypocrites surrendered slightly. But for the Jewish people, for them, they were not to take a lesson. Furthermore, in their transgression, what had happened? is that one Jewish goldsmith that was there saw a Muslim woman walking past and he unlawfully wanted to seduce her and in doing so Aliyazubillah what had happened some parts of the private portion was revealed of that Muslim lady Satar Khul Kuch this was a game for them you see it was in that Jewish territory. 
But luckily there was a Muslim man there, a Sahabi. And he saw that a Muslim woman is being seduced by a Yahudi. Without waiting he went and he attacked the Jewish man and in that anger he killed that Jewish man. When the Jewish man died, all the Jewish people came out and they killed that Sahabi. Now the agreement had been breached. Now the family members of that Sahabi, the deceased Sahabi, they came to the Muslims and they said we need to take revenge also. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave permission to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I am cutting things very short. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a lot of sabr. It was in the 15th of Shawwal, two years after Hijrah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave them two years, two years. That is a lot of time. Two years with sabr. Anything happens, sabr, no problem, sabr. After two years, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out with an army. And these were the same people who were saying that we are strong, mighty people. 700 warriors that were there with the weapons all took refuge in their forts. In their forts outside Madinatul Munawwara. Subhanallah, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an was given uh, the flag, the banner. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam marched out. Ulama have mentioned for 15 days the Muslims laid a siege to the fort of the Jewish community. After 15 days they had no choice. Allah struck such fear in their hearts that eventually they gave up. Men, women, children, all of them came out and surrendered to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where is your might? Where is your power? Where is your authority? Nothing. Without a fight, they all surrendered. Now that man, if you remember, and remember that name, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, you remember him? Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul? He was acting as a Muslim, a munafiq. He came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, you know, these Jews, the, before your coming, they were allies of Aus and Khazraj. Spare their lives. Spare their lives. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the merciful one anticipating perhaps maybe Abdullah bin Ubay might embrace Islam and so respecting what he is saying Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said fine I will spare their lives but I will banish them out of Madinatul Munawwara they will leave all their possessions all their weapons here and I will allow them to move out with their family and children out of Madinatul Munawwara. Not a single drop of blood was spilled, Allahu Akbar, at that time. Even after killing. And it is said that they ended up in a place called Azru'ah in Sham in Syria. So here we see the first group of people banished out of Madinatul Munawwara. These were the people who were known as Banu. Qaynuqa, Banu Qaynuqa. And so we need to link this in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and with the seerah of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an eventually what happens also in the time of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. One man inshallah uh, with that we will conclude our session so we can understand exactly uh, what has been said. We can understand clearly. The most powerful man in the Jewish tribe was a man whose name was Ka'b ibn Ashraf. What was his name? 
the most powerful man, the richest man, a tycoon, Baat Maldar, Baat Maldar, the richest man in the Jewish community, richest man. He lived in his own palace, not even with the rest of the Jews. A literate man, educated man, fluent in the Arabic language, so much so that he would compose Arabic poetry. And extremely handsome, famously known for his beauty. And so the Jewish people would say, Ha, khubsurti ho to Kaab ibn Ashraf ki tarah. For an example, for an example. Otherwise, kufr don't have beauty, but this is what they would say. And this is how this man has been described. In the beginning, when he heard of the Muslim army crushing the Qurayshi people in the battle of Badr, he took a qasam. That he'd rather die but to see Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam take authority in the city of Medina tul Munawwara. Now this man went to Makkah tul Mukarramah after the battle of Badr. Again to rekindle uh, the fire of vengeance. To take revenge. What are you people sitting here for? I am with you. I have the money. We have the weapons. We will side with you. It is my promise. And he went to negotiate with that only person who was alive was Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan was a clever man. Abu Sufyan says that a Jewish man, Ka'b ibn Ashraf, from, now he was not from Banu Qaynuqa. His mother was from Banu Nazir. These were people who lived in the eastern southern part of Medina Tul Munawwara, Banu Nazir. And so Abu Sufyan said to him, but tell me one thing, you are a Yahudi, a Jew. Are you closer to, is your religion closer to the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Or is your religion closer to the religion of the people of Makkah, Mushrikeen? Difficult question. So he was trapped. Kaab ibn Ashraf doesn't take long for him to lie. He said, oh no, 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 you see you've got everything wrong. In my opinion, the most guided people are you, the people of Makkah. <laughs> In my eye, the most guided people are you, those who worship Taghut, Jipt, idols. <laughs> to that Allah revealed, subhanAllah, a verse to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa There he is, Abu Sufyan, uh, um, Ka'b ibn Ashraf, negotiating with Abu Sufyan, and that entire picture is given to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Madinatul Munawwara. Allah reveals a verse, ha, that look at him, Alam tara ilal ladhina utu naseebam minal kitab. Do you not see those people of the book? Allah has given them a portion of Torah, given to uh, Musa alayhi salatu wa salam. Yu'minuna bil jibti wa taghut, yet they bring faith in the idols of Madinatul Munawwara, jibt and taghut, and they say, qalil ladhina utu al-ilm, and no, يُؤْتُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالتَّاغُدْ وَيَكُولُونَ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا هَاؤُلَاءِ أَحْدَى مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا السَّبِيلَ That they said that the people of Makkah are more guided than the believers who follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had the full information. So he said not to worry, look, don't worry, everything is settled. You come, anything you need, we are there. This man returns back to Madinatul Munawwara with a fresh campaign against the Muslims, slanderous uh, 
propaganda that he is now going to work with with his people this man was a powerful man remember that in Arabia the most feared people were the poets who were they? the poets and that is why in jihad it was the poets who were the main mujahids so to say and that is why the great poet of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Hazrat Hassan bin Sabit these were people who were ashikeen lovers of poetry therefore Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was given the most beautiful verses of the Quran in, in lucid beautiful clear Arabic which was amazing for the local people because it was to bre- break the backbone of poetry mm-hmm. and so Ka'b ibn Ashraf was a poet himself now Aliyazu Billah he started composing poetry against Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam invited ladies to sing against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and obscene uh, couplets defaming Muslim women and this continued for a period of time until it became unbearable for the Muslim community now listen to me brothers the stance of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam gathered all the companions and said who will go and kill Ka'b ibn Ashraf who has maligned Allah and his messenger and so some of the companions quickly stand up the first one to stand up had that privilege Muhammad bin Maslama and Abu Naila Al-Haris and a group of companions stood up and Muhammad bin Maslama was the first one and he said Ya Rasulullah do you give me permission to speak as I deem whatever I want to speak do you give me permission imagine how important it was for the companions to speak the truth that even going to fight a a disbeliever they are taking permission from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Rasulullah if we were to make up things in order to get him where we want do you give us permission Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said he has maligned Allah and his messenger speak as you will speak as you will full permission was given to him and subhanallah look at the plan this man lived in the outskirts of Medina a strong powerful handsome man khushbu ka ashik perfume late uh, in the night someone knocks the door and obviously to show his bravery Ka'b ibn Malik opens up and he said look Muhammad bin Maslama they recognized each other he said why are you here Muhammad and he says oh I am a Muslim with a lot of pressure you know this man Muhammad who claims to be a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam remember permission was given to him what he wants is that he takes from us charity, zakat so it's difficult for us every now and then he asks money so we have to give it to him now Ka'ab you are the richest man in Medina I come to you hoping that you will borrow me and loan me some money Ka'ab ibn Ashraf thought that let me work on this guy do you have to listen to this man and Muhammad bin Maslama said that Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allahu Akbar we, we take the name of Rasulullah with great honor and respect in our heart that is not the case 
Subhanallah, and he said, no, we will see how much power is given to him in the near days. If you people have power, we'll be with you, otherwise we'll see. He says, okay, I'll give you a loan. But then what will you give me as mortgage for the loan that we give you? Mortgage to maut hai kya hai? Mortgage to maut hai na? To mortgage, waqi maut hai. Doob jata hai. You go into usury, interest, bank se paise liye, barkat khatam. Barkat khatam, yamhaqullahu riba wa yurbi sadaqat. Believe me, ask the people who are involved in usury. Ask them. Look at them. They work day and night. Allah tawfiq de ke bhai hum jaldi kaam kar le. Alhamdulillah nowadays a lot of Muslim banks have been established. And we hope as a Muslim ummah we become one and come up with something that, that will uh, be useful to the Muslim community. Allah ko tawfiq de. But what is Islam is Islam. Koi bhi ho. There is no turning and twisting. And look at this man who was a shameless immoral Jewish man. Itna begharat insan. So, Muhammad Maslama said, what do you want? Kaab ibn Malik said that, for mortgage, give me your women. Give me your, your women and your daughters. Give me your women and your daughters as, as mortgage. As an article of security for the debt that I give you. Give me your women. Muhammad bin Maslama said, oh, how can we give our women... Kaab, and he wanted to flatter him, Kaab, you know, you are a handsome man with our women and daughters with you. you know, things are not right. Kaab said, ha ha, waqi mein itna to khubsurat ho. Mera kya kehna? Mera kya kehna? Kisi burhe aadmi ko keh do ki ab to tum burhe lagte ho, iska dil toot gaya. Burhe aadmi ko kaho ki bhai tum to jawan lagte ho, khush ho jate. In Portugal, you see, when you have... Uh, someone old and, and you say to them if, if, it's a, if it's an old man and you say to him Rapaj, Rapaj young boy or Jove and they become so happy and they'll sell something to you at a very cheap rate <laughs> and if it's a woman and she's old in age and you say oh Rapariga, Rapariga and they get so happy Portuguese ko Allah hidayat de itne achhe aadmi Allah unko iman de what beautiful people they are in the heart these are the children of Muslims. Arab ka khun hai. Allah kare. Alhamdulillah. Revolution comes that all of these people become the Spaniards and the, and the Andalusia people. Portuguese become Muslims. Allah kare koi harkat So he said, listen, forget our women and daughters. We'll give you weapons. So he said, okay, I'll take your weapons. A day was agreed to come. Now again to make this something that he will uh, not take as an excuse. After a few days, another Muslim comes, whose name is Abu Naila. He is the foster brother of Kaab ibn Ashraf. Again, he came, he said, Abu Naila, look what's happening to the Muslims. We need money. Will you borrow us? Again, same scenario, women. He said, no, no, no. Weapons? Okay, weapons. So now we had Abu Naila, Haris coming to him. And then you had Muhammad bin Maslama. And then after a few days, they came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the plan. And they said to Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, tonight we will go to execute this plan. We want your du'as. So Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lifted up his hands and made du'a and prayed for them. And now this team is going. So this team goes. The first man was Abu Naila. It was feasible for Abu Naila to knock on the door because he was the foster brother. 
late in the night Abu Naila goes the plan was that the rest of the Mujahids will be on the side who will see in the night dark electricity Sutini so in his fort castle Abu Naila knocks on the door now the, the woman the wife says God don't open the door in this knocking of the door I smell blood in this knocking of the door I smell blood and this is the knocking of someone who comes with the intention to murder you. So Ka'ab ibn Ashraf said, no, never mind. This is my foster brother Abu Naila. We've already had a, our discussion. He is here to give me the weapons. So the wife said, no, no, I smell blood, whatever you say. And the husband said that it does not befit a brave man who gets a, a knock on the door in the night to hide away. So he said, I'm a brave man. I'll take what's there. This man opens the door. Ka'ab ibn Malik again in his nightgown, smelling fresh perfume. Everything. Handsome man. Lamba admi. And so Abu Naila is there. Abu Naila greeting him and saying, look, I have all the weapons here. This is for you. On the doorstep, for about an hour the conversation takes place. And said, now you give me the money. So I have to go upstairs. Do you want to come upstairs? Abu Naila says, no, no, it's alright. You have your family, your women are upstairs. I'll stay here. And he says, okay, let me go. He says, before you go, oh, you smell so nice. You smell so nice. What perfume do you use? Konsa fragrance etar hai? Calvin Klein to nahi tha us zamane mein bhai. Ji? So he says, oh, you like my khushbu? This is the best oil. No one has got that oil which I use in Medina. Medina Munawar, best oil. And I use that oil here on my body, on the hair. And says, can I smell this perfume? He says, why not? So he put his head down and he smells it. Abu Naila is smelling the head. Waji, khushbu bari better. And he lifts it. He says, you know what? This is just beautiful smell. Can I smell again? Yes. He says, yes. Abdusri Matabaruku Karai. Now he turns his head down. As he turns his head down, Abu Naila looks at Muhammad bin Maslama and other companions. Ishara was done. Abu Naila locks him in the hand like that with the head down. Allahu Akbar, all of the companions come. And again, he was a strong man. A lot of the companions were there. Straight away, the head was put down with the sword. The head was decapitated, beheaded. And in doing so, Harith, the companion of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, also received injury by accident and severe injuries. And so once Ka'ab ibn Malik was in that condition, they threw him on one side and they picked up his head and the wife and the, the family members were screaming. They came with the head of Ka'ab ibn Malik who was on a mission, who would do anything to pain Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the companions would do anything to take out anyone who abused or verbally or in any way Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allahu Akbar, and they came and they threw the head of Ka'b ibn Ashraf in front of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praises be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This taking out of Ka'b ibn Malik, Ka'b ibn Ashraf, was a deterrent 
And it is said that the entire Jewish community again became so submissive and they went back, they retired in their forts, they did not want to go against the Muslims. They realized that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has got patience, but at the same time if he needs, he can even fight and he will fight because he took out Ka'b ibn Ashraf. And so he was the most powerful man of Madinatul Munawwara. That is why in the hadith it comes that the worst man on the face of this earth is that man who receives the bad dua of a Nabi or the one who is killed by the hands of a Nabi. And remember, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would not do anything out of his own impulse and his own will. It is wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It must be wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he was instructed by Allah and this was carried out by the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this was again to, to instill fear in their hearts that be careful. Huzur alayhi salam ke sahabai kiram ajmain aise bhi nahi hai be gairat ke tum jo chaho kar sakte ho. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah, throughout history, Muslims have always had and have acquired that rab, that element of awe that must be with the Muslims. And the more you fear Allah, the more powerful the believers will become. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. These are historical facts that are related in the books and mentioned, recorded in, in the books of Sira, all Sira books. Allah hariku tawfiq deh wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabil ummi wa ala alihi wa salim daslima. Sami'ina wa atu'ana gufranak rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. Birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin.